Hey y'all, I'm Lucy. And I'm Jean. And we're from the Newsy Floozies podcast with CSPN Media. I know y'all are like, but that's not the podcast we clicked on. But bitch, this is what you got. It mm-hmm. is, it is. Because mm-hmm. we that queer black podcast you didn't even know you needed. Exactly. Two gay women. Oh my goodness. What are they going to talk about? Tune in and find out. We come out every Monday. We sure do. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Newsy Floozies. See y'all on Monday. The gay day. Hey. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? A Town Connection right here. You got Young Bloods uh, featuring Daddy Fat Sack. You know what I'm talking about? Outcast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like this. Check it out. I know you waiting for Daddy. It won't be long. Shall be patient because he's coming to you? To the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante, on Twitter, my primary source of social media, aka Nigga Mort, aka Vice President Big Knees, aka shout out to y'all cousins for speeding on 285 when it's raining Carl Thomas outside. And as usual, I'm joined by the other half and probably the better half of this damn show. Hello, once again, this is your NPR correspondent here, Bianca, a.k.a. Tall Bianca XO, a.k.a. DJ NoBS, a.k.a. Um, you know what? That's enough. Let's just get on with the show. Yes. A.k.a. Not sick no more. Not as sick anymore. I'm still dragging a little bit of a cough out, but, you know, other than that, I'm good. I'm good. This is fine. This is fine. Well, you know how them, like, winter colds and sickness be like that shit that shit is the ghetto some winter winter and some of the worst times to get sick yep shit just sneaks up on you but anyway um feeling better than i was thursday that's for certain but you know yes yes and so, so shout out to y'all for getting a double dose of us within like what a two-day time period <laughs> but you know what it's fine this is fine hashtag content Hashtag content. Speaking of hashtag content, um, so let's just get into the show. Um, on a starting off on a bit of a sad note, um, Stan Lee passed um today at the age of ninety five. I believe he was rushed to the hospital from his home, um, after complications, and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Stan Lee is one of them people, kind of like Betty White, where it's like, you know they old, and I mean, obviously you expect, you know, one time, one day they're going to pass, but it almost feels like they ain't supposed to die. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you saw him so regularly, you know, even in his big age. You saw him making the cameos in all the movies and stuff, so it was like, Oh, well, more the same. We'll just, you know, continue to see him. He'll continue to have that youthfulness, you know, about him. But, you know, again, nothing lasts forever. Um, It it is weird to read that definitely that, um, you know, he's no longer with us. Um, But 
if I can make an ass, please, please stop with the Thanos memes. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, niggas, niggas can't wait for that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like somebody found out he was sick and just put a picture of him on their phone. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as the news announced, they just went ahead, popped open Pixar. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, cranked that dispersion uh, filter. Yeah, should have never gave y'all niggas Photoshop a smartphone. Should have never gave them to y'all. But um, it's also kind of sad because, I mean, even um, like recently there was some stuff surrounding him, like some good and bad, like things about his, uh, well, kind of, well, more or less bad, but like bad happening to him and allegedly bad on his part too. Um, because I remember when um, um, there was, uh, I think, a Me Too story came out about him, you know, even in at his elder age, like groping nurses inappropriately and stuff. And I remember that because, as I, um, y'all know, I don't like my coworkers, I don't talk to my coworkers. Well, hashtag niggas against coworkers. Um, but I remember talking to one of my coworkers about it, and um, and and typical. Uh, and ding ding, did oh, not ding ding. And um, message men are trash uh, fashion. Like one of my coworkers was like, um, they're trying to take Stan Lee down. And of course, it would be a nigga saying this, Ch- trying to take Stan Lee down. You know, he and this Me Too stuff. And then another one was like, I mean, I ain't saying it's right, but if I'm, you know, Stan Lee age, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm touching everything, and I'm just like, y'all are. This is why we say men are trash, and I mean, I was on the clock, so I I, I said what I could, but it, you know, again, I'm on the clock. But I remember that, and then, but I also on the other side, I remember um, things about you know elder abuse that he had faced because I think he was when he in like back and forth like between his uh, like home and then like in nursing facilities and stuff like that and hospitals, so. It was a lot happening with him, um, but like you said, he still managed to, you know, be youthful and make cameo appearances in, you know, all the Marvel movies, and he just, you know, good, bad, and indifferent. It just seemed like everybody loves Stan, and that yeah. and that showed on social media today. Like the other than niggas being niggas, but you know. Everybody, even people that aren't really like big comic book fans, were just like, "Yo, it's sad to see him pass." Yeah, no, just um, man, I I don't know what to add to that. <laughs> um, I mean, Marvel will go on, obviously. Um, his creation will continue to, you know, live in the lives and hearts of many. You know, great design team, great production team that he's got, you know, built up in recent years. But, you know, always sad to see the icon go, sad to see Steve Jobs go, sad to see Paul Allen go, sad to see, you know, all of these innovative creators, you know, go. And, you know, we all got our time. And he was 95. He lived a really full, really good life. And so good on him. So celebrate the life that he lived and celebrate the things he gave us. Correct. Correct. I definitely agree. Uh, What was one of his... 
Um, if you and if you don't have a favorite, it's fine. But what is one of his favorite creations of yours? That could be a movie, character, just anything, anything that he created, like some something that's a favorite of yours. Black Panther. Can I have that one one time for the one time? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're allowed. You're allowed. I don't know. I mean, I've been a just broadly speaking, I've been a big Marvel fan for a really long time. Um, it's always been like meh on Spider-Man for me. Um, I didn't like that when they rebooted that franchise in 2002. It was essentially a love movie. Um, yeah, yeah. They got it right now, but woo, those early years. Woo, woo, the North remembers. Woo, woo. But yeah, continue, continue. <laughs> oh, I found that the Ant Man and the Wasp movies were just lighthearted and fun um, in recent years. Um, And yeah, no, just like I said, just always just generally took a shine to <clears throat> Marvel produced um products, which again always had his imprint on them and always had his sort of influence and his creative vision. Yeah, I would say probably Spider Man, uh comic wi- comic book wise. Um no, no, Spider Man. All right. All right. Now those movies those movies and those reboots, oof, 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 that was a special, those were a special breed of some child that I don't think I've seen in this lifetime, but uh, I definitely think they got it right with the with Tom Holland, because uh, Tom Holland is Spider-Man as far as I'm concerned, um, but yeah, that's probably, probably my fa- favorite. Favorite creation that Stan had his hand in. So, yeah. Yo, uh, Bianca, do you remember, like, Stan having a TV show, like, Who Wants to Be a Superhero? Do you remember that? I don't, actually. Yo, listeners, because I, I know I ain't the only one that that probably watched this shit. Listeners, if you if you remember this shit, um, tweet the show page and use the hashtag. Because I remember Stan having the damn show, like, Who Wants to Be a Superhero?, and it was I, because I, I watched it, and I just was like, it was looking back on it, it was kind of corny as fuck. But <laughs> it, was, it was like, who wants, who wants America's? It was like America's uh, American Idol, but as but who want to be a superhero? And like Stan made a whole movie and cartoon and comic book for I think the winner. I think it was some white man. I think his name was Feedback. Yeah, it was feedback. Like I was like, I remember watching that shit. Like, Stan, what is this? What is this? But you know, <laughs> it was just a bad. Like it was, it was one woman. Like she was a she was a plus size black woman. I think her superpower was like helping people and flying and, and handcuffing criminals with donuts and shit. I was like, what is this? What is going on here? But hey, uh, I'm I'm looking at this Wikipedia page for this shit, and I see that one of the heroes is named Ty Apostrophe Veculus. Yeah, just that, that wasn't a rapper's name first. Yeah. yeah. How? How? I'm, yo. 
Oh, I remember all this shit. I remember one of the damn contestants got kicked off because Stan was like, this is not superhero. I think it was some damn channel they had where he, Stan had like this old woman like getting robbed or some shit and like the, the, the heroes had an option to either hunt down the criminal or help the old elder lady get to like the hospital to get some help and shit. And damn near everybody helped her get to the hospital except the one person that wanted to track down the criminal and beat his ass. And Stan was like, <laughs> Stan was like, that's not very superhero. I was like, Stan, what you doing? <laughs> Yo, I'm just thinking I find that shit. That shit. Probably looking at it now that I'm old. I'll probably laugh my motherfucking ass off at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just keep getting these jokes off about this shit, though. That's how we go celebrate this man life. My life. Yo! <laughs> Yo! <laughs> okay, wait. Let me open, open the damn web browser, look at the Wikipedia of this shit. <laughs> Cause, yo, <laughs> hold on, listen. This is on the air podcast here, cause we this shit here. Stan will want us to make fun of some shit that he did, though. <laughs> cause he was a jovial mother. It was two seasons of this shit. <laughs> yo, I can't believe I'm talking about this shit. Oh my lord! Yes, season what? Yo, these damn superheroes! This shit was fucking this motherfucker. This one of the damn heroes. This motherfucker. His superpower was having a hidden camera, a hidden camera in his goddamn chest that he could use to record his surroundings. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he was out. Nigga. Yo, his superpower is being a damn busy, yo. <laughs> his superpower was being a fucking tripod. <laughs> yo, I remember this shit. This shit comes back to me as I'm looking at the <laughs> Yo, it's the fucking cell phone girl. <laughs> How she can teleport from one cell phone to the other. Bitch, you watch out what is going on. I'm super powerful, man. Why? <laughs> She's airdrop. She's <laughs> 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 You put your, air, your phone on airplane mode. She's stuck in that bitch forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, her super villain will be drop zone. <laughs> <laughs> Drop that shit in the water. It's a wrap for her. Yo, it is a wrap. It is a fucking wrap. Out of here. Holy fucking shit. Yo. Then the fucking the by mistake. The creature can heal others with raw fruit, raw fruit and with fruit and raw fruits. Nigga, this is a hotel. What the fuck you talk about? This is herb Twitter. That's what the fuck. Yo. <laughs> 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 Everything is funny. The rest of the description shoots fire beams, wields a magical bullwhip, and throws knives with a nearing precision. Okay, okay. So you're a chef. You're a chef with a bit of a ho- a hotel phase. Okay, cool. That's your power. All right. 
You know, probably the chef with the bow whip. What, what is the bow whip even for? Yo, <laughs> a magical bow whip. This motherfucker. Yo, I'm gonna go back and watch this shit now. Oh, I'm gonna lay my motherfucking ass off. I'm gonna this on my iPad right now. Yo, okay, so this is the lady I was talking about, Fat Mama. She can grow five times her normal size when she gets angry, has the ability, has she has other abilities that could be activated when she eats a donut. Nigga! Other abilities? Is, oh, she the police. She the police. <laughs> <laughs> she the police. <laughs> Yo! She's 12. <laughs> Holy shit. That's, that's season one, y'all. This is season one. Oh, Lord have mercy. Monkey woman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Has the skills of a monkey. What do you think this is a white woman? Yeah, she white. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember this shit. She was a white woman. Okay. Man, Black. Oh shit! Oh my! I knew she was black as them two M's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Has the skill, fat monkey woman has the skills of a monkey. Can speak monkey as well. Has high tech weapons and gadgets. Disguised as bananas and wields a bamboo staff. She changes into her costume in a tree, and as long as it covers her whole body. Nah, I just found the lamest nigga from the season. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Other than the. The um iPhone camera nigga. Um, we might be looking at the same one. Nitro G has super strength, super speed, flight, and manipulates energy. How whack is that? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I think if I remember correctly, he was one of the first ones to get kicked off. Oh yeah, I think this shit is in order on a uh, wiki page. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the one before him kind of weak too, but I ain't gonna read his shit off. Um. Yeah. yeah that's that's kind of garbage. <laughs> Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, it is in order because I, I I remember in because um, may it was major victory was the um was one of the three finalists. So yeah, you're right, it is in order. It is. I'm still mad at cell phone girl. Like yo, wrote <laughs> what the fuck is this name? Rotary art. What is this? You know what it is? It's Trader backwards. I'm yo, it is. <laughs> Well, this nigga knows he's trash, basically. Yo, yeah, it is in order because feedback is the one who won this first season. Holy shit! Oh man, that's not a fuck with feedback. That's that's kind of dope. Nigga play yeah. Legend of Zelda. All of a sudden, he a sword master. Nigga play Mario. He could jump mushrooms and shit. He played Ninja Turtles. He could be four different motherfuckers off the same skills, essentially. Nah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the oh. Hold on. So let's see, season two. Yeah. By the way, this show is already off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, but fuck it, fuck it. Let's go. We we doing this today for you, Stanley. Yeah, this this for you, Stan. Nigga, braid. What? The- <laughs> <laughs> That's the first nigga braid. Season two. <laughs> Braid, what the fuck? Well, uh, Braid kind of fine, though. Chill out. <gasps> oh, man. Yeah, Braid kind of... Ooh, yeah, she got fine. Um, let me get back to this shit. Let me get back on, on topic. Let me get distracted. Um, 
Pham what? has a star of David Pham. What? Oh, you're right. She is kind of fine. You're right. You're right. I forget. I didn't watch that much of season two. I watched season one, but I didn't watch that much of season two. But yeah, you're right. She is fine. But still. <sighs> Mindset. Limelight basically lifted the feedback shit because she absorbs the powers of action stars on TV and in movies. Cause she going she absorbed the the power of uh of Mike Bull- Lyra and Bad Boys, a Bull Laramie from uh, Paparazzi. <laughs> oh, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill. <laughs> <coughs> Let's see who else is kind of weak. Um, Whip Snap. Parthenon kind of cool. That would have been fire. Who got Parthenon with the gemstones and shit? Archaeologist, yeah, 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 yeah. that would have been kind of fire. Um, Basura uses her mystical powers to turn trash into gadgets and weapons. Oh, this kind of fire, though. I like that. That's like a what's his name from Infamous, uh, Alden Tate, the one who had the the, um junkyard and nigga built entire fucking machines out of trash. That's that's I kind of like that on the slick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. She helps with insects of all kinds everywhere and can communicate with them. Yeah, that's kind of fire because it's like a bunch of insects per human. So, yeah, she can run up an army in seconds, G. And then, you know, that's actually kind of scary because she can whip up flying roaches. That's actually kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hyper strike, super strength, enhanced durability, and agility. How the fuck did he make it to the top three? I, I know, right? The Diffuser uses non-lethal weaponry to stop villains, so this nigga's Batman, basically. Basically. Unique ability to function at 110%. Yawn. Super strength, speed, agility, reflexes, sensitive hearing, and night vision. Yawn. This motherfucker won? I know, right? No wonder this nigga looked like the police. Nah. Nah, fuck this. Let me see. Because I like... Yo, he really do. This nigga... Like he he real police like yeah like like for real for real yeah oh yeah he did cause see again I didn't watch that much of season two I watched season one oh yeah he definitely shit this nigga this nigga definitely twelve you know he blue lives matter as a motherfucker right he literally is blue. <laughs> they got all blue on too Boy, all that's- right blue and black. And he got the haircut. You know the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Holy shit. Hygiena. Fights crime and grime. Uses a magic necklace dating back to the ancient Greek goddess. I ain't even gonna fuck up that name. Idea. To, to make Thank weapons from all types of cleaning utensils. Okay, she should have won this shit. Uh-uh. Dog, she Duster that shoots ionized radiation. Got, whoa, nigga, she is the she is the fucking yo. Like she, yeah, she should have won. Got, she got Mister Clean all fucked up, right? <laughs> Look, you boil a pot of you got the you got the pot with the tape on the handle. You boil that purple uh fabuloso in that shit. Yeah, she's unstoppable, nigga. Give her some fucking because you know niggas love fabuloso, especially the purple. Give us a fabuloso. Give us some fabuloso, a pot, and a goddamn feather dust, then nigga, you got like a, a super a super weapon with fucking with her. Nukes well. <laughs> she don't <laughs> how she needed some fabuloso. 
Yo, fabulous on awesome. Because you know awesome will clean everything in your goddamn house. You're going to need a mask. But <laughs> a bottle of awesome clean, have your goddamn house looking brand new. Yeah, Hygiene definitely should have won this shit. She, she cleaning up the world? Yeah. Let's see. So we got another whip person. Um, Mr. Mr. Mitzvah. Yeah, no, I don't like that shit. The star David paddle, that's kind of weak. Super strength? How do we... Def- how do we- Sam, what is, what is this obsession with super strength? Like, eight different people have that shit on the show. And it's like 12 people. Like, 12, 12 characters per season. Yeah. Yo, this motherfucker was 51? The fuck? That's why he was out so early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, we- my weapon is a paddle, and I can lift heavy rocks. Ooh, riveting. Yeah, whip snap is kind of that's kind of cool. Um, with pinpoint accuracy, increased flexibility and stamina. If a bear skin touches a villain, that villain's turned into dust. Mm. Okay, so how do we know who the villains are? Like she's just running around, just like. Touch testing people? I guess so. Hyper Strike, this nigga sound like a Mortal Kombat character. He's a, he's a martial arts expert with super strength, enhanced durability, agility, and can manipulate his his chi, life force, and, and that level. So this motherfucker is basically Shang Tsung. <laughs> okay, cool. Yo, I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and watch this shit because none of them old. I bet I will laugh my motherfucking ass off of this shit. Woo. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to see. Uh, I'm ready to root against. Um, I'm gonna start with season two. I'm ready to root against the diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get season two out the way because it's not as good as season one. Season one was the shit. <laughs> you watch that shit just to root against the diffuser. Root against the police. <laughs> Like the police, if like, like if the police had money to get some clothes at like Macy's, it's the diffuser. This nigga is the police with two power gloves on. I don't like this. He really, yo, he really is. He really is. He got on two power gloves and a random carabiner and is unattached to shit. Let's just let's just move on. Let's just move on. Fuck this. I had enough. Yeah, I got some hate watching to go do. Um, yeah. Speaking of hate, <clears throat> so um. And speaking of the police, so uh, Miss Michelle Williams has had quite a time on the interwebs. Quite a time. Um, poor baby. So what now? I said, poor baby. I like Michelle Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah. Um. So this um hits the interwebs this morning. Um, as we're recording this on Monday. Um. The, the day after Veterans Day, um, Veterans Day being observed today. Um, this is from Blavity. I know people have their issues with Blavity, but this one of the first articles that came up when I searched the shit when I got home before we recorded. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> singer Michelle Williams is no stranger to the spotlight. The Destiny Child, the Destiny's Child alum, and her minister fiance Chad. Johnson starring a new reality TV show documenting the days leading to their wedding and the stressful tribulations that come with it. come with it. Chad lives Michelle follow the follows the couple as they seek marriage counseling and work through Williams' battle with depression. 
In a teaser clip for the show's second episode, the couple began arguing, and Williams brought up the subject of race, which seemingly frustrated Johnson. <clears throat> quote, I said something to him on the lines of, well, quote, well, what the hell? Paige, stop skipping. Well, Chad, because you are not black, you will not understand why I communicate the way I do. Maybe maybe because you didn't grow up around a lot of black people. So, uh, so that was very, very offensive to Chad, Williams said. In retaliation, her fiance mentioned her, <clears throat> her mental health struggles and inquired whether she took her medicine that day. And this is not to justify it, um, but yesterday when we had the disagreement, he's paid. Stop skipping. He said, did you take your meds today? Michelle told the marriage counselor. Attributing the remarks to him losing his temper, Johnson apologized for the comment. However, he believes it had to do with Williams bringing up their racial differences in the first place. The two met in, summer, in the summer. <coughs> God damn. In the summer of 2017, at a spiritual retreat, and months later, at the beginning of 2018, Williams voluntarily checked herself into a mental health facility to seek treatment treatment for depression. According to Essence, Williams ended their engagement more than once because she did not feel worthy of Johnson's love. Twitter users quickly took note of his reactions and interpreted his attitude as a red flag urging Williams to walk away before the situation worsens. And they have some of y'all tweets here in the article. Um, Bianca, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. Um, I know somebody who's single and available and is very willing to uh, tackle the challenges of race head on with you. Sure. <laughs> um, Shoot your shot. <laughs> but no, it's just one of those things where, again, like, you don't know somebody until you do. And I don't know, I just feel bad that she finds herself in this situation because her life is so public as it is. And, you know, now people are kind of coming at her because well, how could you even be with a white man? And some people are doing that, not realizing that, hey, people meet people when and how they do. And their lives get charted through the highs and lows, the ups and downs, how they do. And there's no real point in like throwing it back in somebody's face, necessarily. Um Apparently she's again calling that engagement off, and yeah, um. yeah. I saw I saw um, a blog post saying that it would they called it off or she walked away, but that was the only one. It was a blog post, first of all, and then mm-hmm. two, no other source, no other like credible source reported on it. So I'm not too sure that that's true that they called it off. Um, because, um, cause I saw that and I saw people reacting to it and like, look at God and praise God and stuff, which, um, I'm not mad at because I, I think it's, I don't necessarily have a hot take about it. I think that I, while I do think it is telling that he went there and reacted to something which, honestly, I mean, you don't even have to be a woke, 
quote-unquote white person to be like, well, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. I, I, I didn't grow up around a lot of black people, so yeah. Like, her comment wasn't anything for him to take a dig at her mental health like that. I mean, I know he apologized or whatever, but it's like, that set you off? Like, that little comment that she said is enough to sit, set you off to somebody you're supposed to love and get engaged with, and you take a dig at her mental health knowing her struggle with her mental health like i do believe that's a red flag but it's also not my relationship um so as someone that's just a fan of michelle all i can do is just wish her the best um because like i said i don't i'm not privy to their relationship like i don't know if she knew this nigga this nigga with this white nigga and you know, I'm not privy to all the conversations they had about race and other things. Like, I'm just going based on what I see because also I don't really be invested in people's relationships that much. Um, and this is not to like shame anybody or act like above Dan because I do feel like people do try to act above. Like, why y'all care so much? Because a prime example, like they do that shit with Jay Z and Beyonce, where it's like, why y'all care so much? Y'all so invested in well, one people are just discussing stuff. Calm down, relax your titties, not that damn deep. And then two, they willingly care to share their business with us for a fee, but they care to share their business with us. So it's like you share some shit with people, people are gonna talk about it. Just kind of like it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I really don't have I'm not privy to much, if anything, about Michelle and and Chad. Honestly, all I can just go on is just this little incident which is not good it's it's not a good look um but I, it, it brought up a conversation that i think people i it in in typical twitter fashion it brought up good conversation but also brought up head answer but one of the good things about it is i do think it's like love who you love meet people where they are but i do feel that and it's especially in these times, especially in these times, if you're going to date and date like interracially, you need to have those hard hitting conversations up front. Like I know like niggas say like who who wants to talk about politics and stuff on the first date or whatever. But OK, I mean, you you say that and then you fuck around and be on date three and then you <laughs> you like I like you and then you talk talk politics with ass and your and you turn out you, <laughs> you you done spent your damn money on a MAGA motherfucker. Now you looking stupid. So yeah, I here looking the fuck stupid. Shout out to Curtis, but um, but yeah, I just good luck, Michelle. That's all I got because I don't really have nothing for that white man. So good luck, Michelle. That's all I got. Um. So yeah, so yeah, that was that was a thing that happened. Um, speaking of um, speaking of good luck, so let's talk sporty sports. Falcons <clears throat> off to the Browns. Let's that, that's the end of the sports section. Um, Bianca girl, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so sporty sports news. So um. <clears throat> So Braun said that he almost cracked when the Lakers were struggling during the Lakers' early struggles. 
It's kind of silly because everybody knows the schedule that they're on is not this season. Yeah. Brown was just, he was just too busy reading his Instagram comments and he got, he had in his bag a little bit. That's, you know. Yeah. 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 Players fuck up. Players fuck up. Players fuck up. And that's why, uh, that's why when you got to go, you can't be reading your Instagram comments. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They asked him, you know, they asked him about the recent struggles and he admits that, you know, he almost cracked and, you know, you know, quote, I haven't changed anything outwardly, but you know me, you know how I am. I almost cracked last week. I had to sit back and remind myself, expletive, which we all know Brown really said, nigga. Um, you knew what you were getting yourself into. The the process has been good for me. I just have to continue being patient, which basically Braun had to sit sit down and remind himself, like, nigga, trust the process. Like, you, you, you know what it is. You know what it ain't. You know you ain't playing for a ring this year. It's fine. It's fine. That's all. That's all. But yeah, turn off your Instagram comments, uh, Brian. Don't pay attention to these Jordan stands who think the game of basketball began and ended with Michael Jordan. Don't listen to don't listen to niggas in <laughs> don't listen to niggas in baggy jeans. Yeah, don't 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 listen to the pretend sons of Michael Jordan. Right. Don't listen to don't listen to niggas who Michael Jordan substituted as their daddy because you know there wasn't any fathers around in the eighties. Uh, but speaking of Jordan, <laughs> and I told Bianca I was I, I didn't tell Bianca this pregame I was gonna save it for the podcast. But speaking of Jordan, Jordan pretend want to be Jordan stands. I want some of you. To just admit that you hate today's NBA, which is fine. I mean, it's not really fine, but it's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. You know, you feel how you feel. I want some of you just to admit that instead of rewriting history. Because I had an interaction, as a matter of fact, not only me, but several of my followers. I had an interaction on the social medias um, about a week ago. Um... No, you know, as a matter of fact, it had to be, I think it was Friday. It was even, yeah, it was Friday. So I had an interaction on the social medias um, with a young man. I don't know his name. It don't matter. Who said that <clears throat> players today have to link up in order to win championships with other great players and that Jordan never did that. And I, along with some of my some other followers quoted the young man and said, Jordan was on the team with Hall of Famers, himself included. There were super teams back in the golden day, quote unquote. The only difference is they usually back in the day teams did it from the front office instead of players doing it themselves like they're doing today because players have way more autonomy than players did back in the day. The only difference is the methods. The end result is the same of great players playing on teams with great players and winning championships. The young man refuted in a counterpoint saying that Jordan Jordan wasn't on a team with Hall of Famers and that he just had very solid role players. The young man called Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, Horace Grant, he called them very solid role players. It said, and I quote, 
that they weren't putting up the points that Michael Jordan was and that they weren't averaging 30 points a game like he was. And at that point, me, I realized that the young man just didn't know what he, the fuck he was talking about. I was like, good day to you, sir. I just want you people, I want y'all cousins, y'all uncles, who gave up their dreams of playing basketball because their shoes leaned too much to the left and they always tripped on themselves on the basketball court. I want y'all uncles and cousins who still want to be a rapper and wear baggy jeans and bathing apes, which is funny because Bianca texted me the other day asking that I ever own a pair, and I, and I did not. I never have. But that's neither here nor there. I want y'all cousins and uncles to stop talking about sports and just admit their hate and stand up in their hate and their biases and stop trying to talk actual basketball because it, <laughs> it annoys people like me and my friend Bianca and, and actually know what the fuck we're talking about. Thank you so much. Like, to them, Jordan never missed a shot. Jordan never missed a game. Jordan never, like, did anything wrong, ever. Um, Jordan was the coach. And and he just did it all by himself and was just that motherfucker to end all motherfuckers singularly. And no, it wasn't that, um, just to be quick about it. Um, I just want y'all cousins to admit they're stupid. That's all. Yeah, it's like it's like the new one at reply rule, basically, where it's like, nope, you 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 had your one opportunity, you blew it. This conversation's over. Go away. Go learn something. Go read a book. And then typical growth. You know what? If this was a couple of years ago, I would have clowned a young man. I would have had a, 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 a snappy response, but I didn't. I talked civilized. I talked like I was raised by people, not wolves. But then I realized the young man was just stupid, and I kept on moving about my business and said, good day to you, sir. If this was a couple of years ago, I would have called him stupid motherfucker. But that's what I had the podcast for. That nigga was a stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nigga said Nigga said that Scotty and Dennis Rodman were role, were solid role players, dog. Like, what the fuck? Solid role players. Nigga said, yo, what tripped me, what, the part that tripped me out, the part that the part that got me, and when I was like, you know what, let me check out this conversation, is that the nigga said, <laughs> is that the nigga said, you can't name me a Hall of Fame player that Jordan played with. And then his retort to me listed Hall of Fame players. Like <laughs> The nigga said Jordan didn't play on the team with, with Hall of Fame players. They were just solid role players. Then proceeded to list Kerr, Dennis Rodman, and Scottie Pippen. Like, <laughs> Let's see. Scottie Pippen, 50 greatest players of NBA history list. Back when that was a thing, back in the late 90s. Um, All-NBA first team three times. All-NBA defensive first team eight times in a row. Seven-time NBA All-Star. All-Star game MVP once. Um, let's see. What else does Scottie Pippen do? Oh, yeah, you know, the whole six-time champion thing. Um, had his number retired. 
you know, average 16, 6, and 5, and that 16 would have been higher if not for those last two seasons where you went back to Chicago and that last year in Portland. Um, but, yeah, okay. Scottie Pippen was just chopped liver, I, I suppose. Okay. Scottie Pippen made Jordan's life easier. Correct. Uh, let's see. Oh, wait, that's right. Uh, let me continue. Uh, Scottie Pippen was on a dream team. Um, Scottie Pippen was a triple-double machine, a double-double machine, lockdown defender. Um, the year Jordan retired, the Bulls lost two more games than they did the last year Jordan played. And that was with Pete Myers playing shooting guard. So, I don't know. I think I think Scottie Pippen is, you know, a little bit better than we give him credit for. Um, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Who are we? Who are we? Who are we? But speaking of who are we, um, I think this probably be our last thing we'll get up out of here. Um, who is Carmelo Anthony? Why is Carmelo Anthony? I, okay. Um, I don't blame him, but so much for what's going on in Houston. It's mm. just not a good fit, given everything else going on there. It's a lot of factors, like that assistant coach who coached the defense last year was gone. Um, the players he's replacing were better at what that team needed, which was like so the Rockets could score like hell, and we saw that last season. They had ridiculous points per game. They shot a a whole lot of threes made, I think, a record number of threes in the season as a team. Um, had a lot going for him, but of course, the important thing in sports is be able to play defense, be able to stop somebody. I don't know how important it is, like in the 2018 seasons in this or football, but it's pretty important, just generally speaking. Yeah. And so they took their two best defenders who, you know, both played forward. They both left, you know, to make money, to make room to sign Carmelo. And they brought him in, and then things got weird. And I think Carmelo's, like, culpability in this whole thing is that he doesn't want to be a bench player necessarily. And if that's the crux of the criticism, that's, you know, that's fair. Um, he he should. That's mostly what my criticism is. You know, he should realize that at this phase in his career, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And that he's not a star anymore. And it's easy to look at, you know, LeBron James and Chris Paul who are – you know, friends of his and see how they're still thriving and think, oh, I could be doing that too. But the thing is, it's just not that anymore. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, those latter years in um, of of Allen Iverson's career when he didn't want to accept that he wasn't AI anymore. He was just Al. No, no I won't say Al. He was Iverson. I'll give him that. He was Iverson, but he wasn't AI. Yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of things going on on that Houston team, like I said, the coach is gone. The two defensive stalwarts at forward are gone. Um, Eric Gordon is shooting horribly. Let me hear that ass nigger. Fuck him. <laughs> get to the end of time. This is, this is, I don't want to play basketball. He gets trade offs. Oh, yeah, I want to play basketball again. Fuck him. <laughs> you and Eric Gordon got beef forever. Forever. I give a fuck. Insert that card. Insert that card to be that card to be gift. You got to be forever. He had the chance to be to grow with Anthony Davis and retap it to his superstar potential and be that one-two punch 
And he said no. He didn't want no parts of it. He yeah. didn't even say fuck basketball when he was in New Orleans. I was like, Aaron, what you doing? Why? It ain't that deep. Yeah, like I don't want to give his page any clicks, but I'm gonna look it up anyway. But yeah, he was he was just sad for us. And it was bad because like he was the big piece of chicken in the Chris Paul trade that got him to the Clippers. Because, uh, I mean, Chris came when you weren't building a team around Chris Kamen. Let's be real about that. Al Farouk Aminu, like, is he still- he's like, oh, yeah, he's he playing with Portland. He's thriving now. But um, okay. at that time, he played basketball. Like, that shit was his side job. Like, yeah, that kind of. <laughs> <effort. laughs> Yo, put a pin in that. I want to ask a question. Put a pin in that, but continue. And so let's see. So Eric Gordon missed at least 20 games every season that he was with the Pelicans. Um, the most he played in was 64. He played 33 minutes a game. He, In the meaningful seasons, he never averaged more than 17 points a game. It's like, fam, you could have been like, you could have been that nigga on this squad. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. They, got you, they got you off the Clippers. You got to, you got to leave the Clippers, who I never shit and ain't shit now. Nah. And you treated it like this? Nah, fuck you from, like I said, from here till the end of goddamn time. Shooting like shit. He's shooting like garbage right now. He's he's averaging 16, 17 shots a game, and he's shooting 32% from the field. Not from three, from the field. Ooh. 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 That, ooh. That's like Dwight Howard at the free throw line, but like for the whole field. But right, exactly. And that that's like old Andre Drummond from the from the free throw line. Like Andre Jordan from the line. Like he is Ooh. I Andre has gotten better at the line though. Yeah, he he did. He stepped it up. But um Yo, real quick, who is like one of the greatest players that like they played the game like it was their part time job, but they was good? Joe Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Ski mask Joe. American Dream Joe. That's 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 one. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Joe really. Yo. <laughs> Steve Nash. Steve Nash should get a picture of the bees that Joe stole from people. <laughs> Cause Steve Nash had that man looking like a fucking like a fucking Hall of Famer. That's the thing, though. Joe Johnson was actually cold at basketball. He just looked like he didn't care about playing. Like, I mean, he was he was good, but he just looked like he didn't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he never had any emotion. You know what it was? He had the ability of a number one, but the demeanor of a number two, but the not give a fuckness of a bench warmer. Basically, that was Joe Johnson. And stay making money. Stay making money from the Suns. Stay making money from the Hawks. Oh my God, the Hawks. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Although I would argue that Josh Smith stole my money from the Hawks, but Ooh, I don't I don't know. Did... I, mm-hmm. Listen. I, I think what I'm asking is did Josh did Josh Smith get paid twice by the Hawks or did he just get the one big deal? Uh I think he got just the one big deal, I think. Is he exactly? 
I feel like Joe Johnson got two deals from from them. Let me see. Let me go to Josh Smith's page right now. Um, so Josh Smith never made more than thirteen million with the Hawks. Hmm. I thought it was more. Hmm. Yeah, no, he had the four year rookie deal, and then yeah, he got the big deal with Pitt, the, with Detroit, didn't he? I think yep. That's why he yep. So yeah, his his big big money came yeah with Detroit, like you said. Um, yeah, because Houston had to buy that shit out when he got there, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Buy him out at like ten million or some shit like that. But um, yeah. So he only had the he only had the one big deal, and he yeah he went from two and a half million to, you know, again the ten million with the you know little bumps up, the little five percent bump, ten percent bumps up every year, whatever. But Joe Johnson, I feel like he got, yeah, like he got two of them. Yeah, yeah. he got some big ones at that. So let me let me just take a look. Yeah. Joe Johnson first Phoenix, and then, well, he was only with Atlanta five years himself, but uh, he signed with them earlier. Oh yeah, Ski Mask Joe made eighteen million in this last year with Atlanta. <laughs> Ski Mask Joe. Where did he go after that? I forgot. Went to that. He went to the Nets. Yeah. We yeah. Even, well, so what it was was okay. So he signed a five-year deal with Atlanta in two thousand five. Yeah. Now five years, seventy million. And then the summer of twenty ten, so going into the twenty ten twenty eleven season, that was the summer of LeBron. That was the summer of Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, all these different stars. I think Amari was in that mix as well. Like all these guys had these choices on where they was going to go play. And Joe Johnson was the big winner that summer as well. Because he got another five-year deal. <laughs> Woo! Joe Johnson stole some money from <laughs> You know what? I will add another great player who played like he – there was a stint. And this is kind of part of the reason why they – this – this um. This dynamic duo broke up, but Shaq in LA, Shaq played Shaq played the game like he didn't give a fuck about it, and that's part of the reason why him and Kobe beefed. Part well, of Shaq, Shaq just he was like, I got hurt on company time, I'm a heel on company time, so he took the summer. And he traveled that year. And I met him that summer. It was kind of awkward, but whatever. I told that story before. Um, and yeah, Kobe didn't like that. Kobe was like, "Fam, like basketball is life. <laughs> like yeah. we." We need to be on our shit. Um, yeah. That was like, I'm living my best life. Let's see. Joe Johnson's career high in win shares, by the way. 8.4 in the year 2010. The year he was trying to get paid. His second uh, highest career number was 2004-05. 7.6 win shares. The year he was trying to get paid. Ski mask Joe, everybody. Ski mask Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Knew when to play hard. Knew, knew, knew when the money was on the table. <laughs> oh man, oh man, <laughs> that brings back memories. Oh, Joe, 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 Joe. But I think that's enough for today. We done gave y'all hashtag content. We done gave y'all, well, us being us. <laughs> I don't know. But thank you all for listening. Um, thank you all for sharing the show, liking the show. Um, you can listen to us on CSPN. Um, 
us. You can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Spot. Utilize the Spotify. Listen, Spotify. Listen, I ain't never gonna leave Spotify. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Google Play Music is treating me good. You know what? More power to you. I I hear. You. But me and Spotify got a thing going on. Listen, I like watching YouTube videos and exiting out of that shit, and it continues to play. I love that feature. That shit is great. Yeah, but we're on. However, you listen to your podcast, just search Crown and Collards. Leave us some ratings. Leave us some reviews. Um, follow us on Facebook. Um, even though me and Bianca, we um, good luck with our Facebook page. <laughs> good, good luck. Oh, uh, well, we're gonna get that again. We're gonna get that again. Yeah, but, it, it won't happen. I'm learning pages a little bit better now, and yeah, once I, once I, yeah, I'm gonna sit with it one day and just really get it together. Don't, don't y'all worry. It's coming. Yes, soon come, soon come. Twenty eighteen, we're, we're gonna end it on a high note. In the twenty nineteen, we're gonna have the routine down, and it's gonna be all good in the hood, family. Correct, 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 correct. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, Bianca, any parting word before we get up out of here? Rest in peace to the Peter Man. Rest in peace. <laughs> He's dead mourn him. And with that, we are out. Bye, y'all. Looking for anything.